Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to Wednesday Night Flex, a weekly look at high school sports in the ATX. Go to FLXATX.com and follow at FlexATX on social media. And now... Here's Zach Lucero, Cameron Parker, and the Flex family. Wednesday Night Flex on the Horn. Time is 7.01. It's a Wednesday night. 104.9 The Horn. That means it's time to talk high school sports. It's time to get to know some of the top-tier talent that we have here in the 5.12. And we're going to do just that a little bit later on in the show. I'm your host, Zach Lucero, at Zach Ain't Whack on my social media, at FlexATX, FLXATX for our social media. Behind the glass is the young Craig Way, the voice of the Round Rock Dragons, the voice of the McNeil Mavericks, the voice of the LBJ Jags, Mr. Cameron Parker. How's it going, Cam? What's up, Zach? It's, uh, it's good to see you, as always. Um, yeah. I'm excited to hear you talk about some baseball a little bit. I know you've been uh, a, big, into it, yeah. a big part of the uh, the Round Rock Dragons district championship season. Um, pinch me if you've heard that before, Round Rock Dragons winning a district championship yeah, in baseball. baseball. No kidding, right? Across from us, Mr. Nolan Hogan, the Hi. son of Aaron Hogan. Nolan, how was your how was your week? Uh, it was good. Just hunkered down, watched the draft, watch all our ATX boys get drafted. It was a, it was a good weekend. You said you uh, had a little bit of car trouble. Oh at the, yeah, at the I went grocery to, store. Went to HEB on Saturday afternoon. Uh, got all my groceries and went back to get in the car and take off. And car didn't start. Uh, battery the battery wouldn't start the car. So I guess I took it to work the next day, and they said my what is it called? The uh, the positive and negative terminals were corroded, so I just had to clean them off. Nice. Did you? Uh, so you said you called your friend to come help you out, which is better than me because my first reaction when anything like that happens is to call my dad, and I'm 28 years old, and my first reaction is still to call my dad. So shout out to you for helping your getting your car problems fixed on your own. Uh, but Cameron Parker, like I mentioned, heading right into uh, in, into baseball. Um, a couple of those uh, really quick note: district champions in, in in the baseball here in the five one two Georgetown, McCallum, Westlake, Round Rock, Cedar Park, and then Hutto ends number two in their baseball district. Uh, Cameron, just any note, and then uh, some notes on some uh, playoff matchups that we have. Yeah, Georgetown trying to go back to back. A really young roster for the Eagles, but win district again. So I think they played Navarro to start off uh, their by district round. Um, Elgin first Crockett, a great year for the Wildcats. Um, brand new coach, second year, I believe. Their last coach went to Hutto. Hutto also made it to the playoffs, too. Um, then Lassa, who we're going to speak with Coach Lewis here in a little bit, based in Pflugerville. And how about the uh, the Raptors, right? The Lassa Raptors. I mean, this school has not been around for that long, guys. And to be able to take a, an arts and science academy in Austin and compete with some of these schools and to make it to the playoffs in these sports, that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I feel like that's something that kind of gets forgotten a little bit here, especially living in Texas, being in Austin. You hear about a school that doesn't do too hot on the football side of things or maybe has a rough stretch in football and you're like, oh, they're no, they're no good. But there's a lot of other sports other than football mm-hmm. that people can be really good at. And Lhasa really ramping up. I know they put up some crazy numbers statistically on the football, but not able to get the wins and losses figured out. But um, some of the other sports, Lhasa really, really turning things around. And then Cedar Park this week, uh, Kerrville Tivy. Um, so learning how to say Tivy correctly. And then Rouse first New Braunfels Canyon. Uh, Rouse, an incredible baseball program. They always set up really nicely every season. So 
That's the 5A stuff. Huddle is 6A now, right? Lake Ridge, I think they play this week. Um, still learning that. Buta Johnson, they're also 6A. They're facing Round Rock this week, uh, game one at Round Rock tomorrow night, and then game two at Buta Johnson. The Westlake, the Shaps, uh, Chance Cobra, I believe, getting a start. They're facing Vandergriff. That'll be a fun one, Zach. I know you've been around the Vandergriff program for a while. What's that relationship like in the postseason between Vandergriff students and Westlake students? I mean, it's Vandergriff is one of those schools, and, and, and I'm sure, I mean, Ed, you don't even, Ed Small in the studio, we'll introduce him more in a minute, but I mean, Ed is, is at, at Anderson, and they don't really have much interaction with Vandergriff, but I'm still, I'm sure that's a game that if they were to play Vandergriff, they'd want to win, because for some reason, it's just the students at Vandergriff, the vibe mm-hmm. that Vandergriff's bring is always kind of in your face, they have a rowdy student section, so I'm sure that, uh, I'm sure that matchup will be a lot of fun, not only for the players, but for the for the people in the stands as well, but, but Cameron, before you go and get uh, Coach Lewis on the line, um, you You've been looking into Round Rock's round one matchup. Uh, what are you? What's uh, jumping off the off the chart for you? Yeah, Buta Johnson. They had a great run last year in five A regional semifinalist. Uh, Coach Durham, his third season has put together a really nice program and facing the twenty six six A district. I mean, no one knows better than the guy sitting across from you, Zach Getzmall. It's a tough district to cut your teeth against with Bowie and Lake Travis and Westlake. When Lake Travis is finishing third in that district. That means it's a really tough season. So for Buda Johnson, a great first year in 6A. And for Round Rock, I mean, 14 straight wins in district play. Travis Sakura looks really nice on the mound. They got a couple guys come out of the bullpen are starting to heat up. So it should be a really fun run. And I talked about on the Chad and Zay show today, and possibly in two weeks we could have a Round Rock versus Westlake matchup in the, was it the regional semifinals, whatever it's called now. That would be really fun. But for now, I mean, each team's got to get past this first weekend. So Setting up nicely, Fister Ridge, by the way, facing off against Bowie. Bulldogs, uh, great season for them in the baseball ranks. And then Lake Travis versus Westwood. I think Ridge Morgan, a, a UT signee, he'll be on the bump, um, the lefty, I think, tomorrow. Westwood lost um, one of their key guys to a torn Achilles this past weekend, too. So uh, tough luck for him. Hope he's okay. So. But should be a really fun weekend, and I'm excited for the baseball playoffs, guys. Yeah, a lot of Division One talent on the field if we do get that Round Rock-Westlake matchup. Um, but as baseball sl- slides into Round 1 of the playoffs, we have softball heading into Round 2. Like a little bit of uh, updates on those games. Bowie defeated Cedar Ridge in Round 1. Bowie moves on to play San Antonio Johnson in Round 2. Vista Ridge defeated Buta Johnson. So Vista Ridge, the Raiders, will play New Braunfels. Dripping Springs defeated Stony Point. Dripping Springs moves on to play San Antonio East Central. This round two matchup, especially on the baseball-softball side, is when we start getting into those San Antonio matchups that are going a little bit south. Round Rock defeated Del Valley. Round Rock will go on to play Shirts Clemens. Hayes defeated Seguin. Seguin will play South San High School. Smithson Valley defeated uh, the 5-1-2 team, the Leander Glenn Grizzlies. The Lady Grizzlies fall to Smithson Valley in round one. New Braunfels Canyon defeated Leander. New Braunfels Canyon, one of those schools that's kind of on the fridge, the fringe. Maybe we'll claim them if they're doing good, and maybe not if they're if they're losing. So New Braunfels Canyon defeated Leander, Eastview defeated Lassa. We just mentioned Lassa making the playoffs and having a little bit of a splash in, in athletics this year. Eastview moves on to play College Station. Georgetown defeated Eastside Early College. Georgetown, a really good softball school, moves on and played Magnolia. A couple more for you. Pflugerville defeated McCallum. Fluggerville moves on to play Brennan, and Elgin defeats Crockett. Elgin moves on to play Lake Creek. So big-time softball matchups, uh, big-time softball. Um, these, these schools really good at softball talent in the area. We have tons and tons of Division One talent on the softball side of things moving into round two of the playoffs. And we teased them a little bit when we were talking about baseball and softball scores, the success of the Lhasa Raptors Liberal Arts and Science Academy. And a lot of that is due to the head man over there, head coach, athletic coordinator, Derek Lewis. Coach Lewis, thanks for uh, coming on the show. Oh, man, thank you for having me. It's, it's, a, it's an honor to be on your show, man. You know, Coach, I, I mentioned when we were messaging back and forth, I'm, I'm excited to get into Lhasa and, and how you've kind of helped mold that culture over there. But I'm also excited because I know you have a, a really good finger on the pulse of just kind of the the big-time names and the recruiting here in the 512. So I'm really excited for this conversation. But but first, you, you head over to Lhasa last year, um, coming from Del Valley, and just the the amount of change that you've been able to do with the football team, we mentioned it in the, in the, in the lead-up to this interview, um, not necessarily putting together the wins and the losses that I'm sure you would have liked to see, but statistically having some really standout players. But the boys' soccer team making playoffs, baseball making playoffs, soccer uh, softball making playoffs. What is the biggest thing for you um, to try to build a culture at a new program like that? Because I knew that was something that was really exciting to you about that task. Oh, absolutely. It was, it was, it was more or less about – 
building confidence and just letting them know that we can compete with anybody. I mean, I know, the, of course, uh, for the longest, Lhasa was in LBJ's attic. And, um, you know, they were, they were thought of as the brainy kids or, or football players would say they, you know, think of us as nerds with pads. But um, the, 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 the number one thing um, for me was to, to just convey to them that we have the talent in the building to compete with anybody. If you don't believe that we can, then it's not going to happen. But you have to know that we are totally capable in every single sport to do so. And um, I don't know if me being a pro athlete or, or my athletic prowess had had a little bit of nudge on them to feel like it were a legitimate program. But um, I know the coaches have been doing a great job up until the point that I've gotten there. Um, they were trying to build a great culture. Um, I just wanted to tie the entire department together. I mean, they were kind of working all in their own little bubbles. You know, every team had their own websites and their own clubs. And, you know, they were all kind of working independently. So my task has been to draw the department together and just to let them all know that we are, we're not, we're going to be unafraid. and We're going to compete to the best of our ability against anyone. It doesn't matter who they are. And they bought into it, and they still are buying into it. All right, Coach Derek Lewis of the Lhasa Raptors. Um, Coach, you mentioned your, your playing background. Um, one thing I've, I've been asking a lot of the coaches that we have on the show, can you kind of give your route that you took that ultimately led you to Lhasa starting with your, with, with your playing days? Well, um, I initially, um, I was a basketball kid. Um, I thought I was going to the NBA like most, most kids do. And um, I, I ended up having a tremendous um, jumping ability. And that kind of led me into a track and field. So um, I was pursuing an opportunity to potentially jump um, in the 2000 Olympic Games um, as a longer triple jumper. But in, um, in 98, uh, I went off for football um, at a junior college in California, Sacramento City College. And I set a school record, and I was leading the nation in yards per catch. It seemed like every time I touched the ball, it was for a touchdown or for 30 or 40 or more yards. And so that garnered me some attention for football, and I took a full scholarship to San Diego State University, which in turn um, allowed me to do the same thing. I led the country and uh, ended up signing a free agent um, contract with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I stayed there for three years, and I went to the Buccaneers for a year. Then I went to the Houston. And um, I, I was always kind of a coach at heart because every team I was on, I would always take the role of teaching the receivers or the jumpers or the quarterback or whatever, I would, I would end up being the one doing a lot of the instruction um, through practice. So I've, I've always been, I guess you could say, a coach. And uh, I got into high school coaching because I fell in love with a bunch of kids in New Orleans um, they, who were undeserved. I mean, they, 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 they were not getting any opportunities to play sports at their high school. So um, I took some money that I had uh, running a small company and started an athletic program at a high school there. And uh, it, it seemed like coaching was the calling for me. And um, after working as a head coach in Louisiana for five years, um, my wife's father fell ill. So we uh, moved to Austin to try to help him out. And uh, I ended up landing a job at Dilby Middle School. And I uh, started coaching, of course. And the, the group that I met first here was a Juice 7-on-7 seven seven team. My son played for them. Uh, and those were the guys who kind of really kind of pointed me in the direction of who's, who's who and and which programs are the are the legitimate programs and things of that nature, and uh, so I even to this day still work with the group because they do such great things in the community. But um, I did well at 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 Dobie, and I landed the offensive coordinator position under Charles Burton at Dell Valley. So I went there, started working with more and more kids like Caleb Burton, Tavia Dunlap, Braylon James, Trent Leary. You know, just trying to develop those guys, and they all went off to college and made um, a name for themselves. And when the loss opportunity came, um, I was kind of skeptical at first because I heard of the reputation of the school that it wasn't very athletic or whatever. But a buddy of mine, Vincent Cruz, sent me his um, his huddle. He said, "Look at them before you before you pass up on this job. Look at these kids." And the quarterback, um, Roman Edwards, is a phenomenal talent. No one knows who he is. Um, Tate Smith, another receiver who just didn't quite know what he was doing. Um, there, there were a plethora of guys on the team who were committed to playing, but they really just didn't know quite what they were doing. They, they weren't taught a lot of, of, of elements of route running and passing concepts and conceptual passing. And um, the second I got there, man, they bought in. And once they bought in, the word got around the school of who I was and that, um, that I'm a great teacher of sports. And it just kind of overflowed into the other programs. And, and now um, Lhasa has, is, is turning that corner. And uh, there's really no turning back. It's, 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 the, it's the perfect place 
for a parent to want their kid to go. The number one academic institution in Austin, and now a competitive and thriving athletic program. It's like the perfect marriage. Lhasa headman Derek Lewis. Coach Lewis, I, I remember when Braylon James was at Del Valley and he was posting videos of you like doing flips on the field and, and I called you one of the litest I called you one of the litest coaches in the five one two. Coach, do, do you think that helps being out of school like Lhasa where maybe athletics isn't on the forefront of their mind, but you're so relatable to these kids, you have the, the credentials to back it up in the in, in your playing career. Do you think that helps your your credibility and, and to make the waves they've been able to make at a school like Lhasa? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, be, it's because I can, I can relate to a kid. I can connect to them on every level. If it's music, we can sing. If it's gymnastics, I'll backflip with them. If it's dancing, I'll break dance for them. If it's football, I'll beat them on routes. If it's basketball, I'll, I'll cross them up and dunk on them. You know, so every sport, they want to mess with me. I mean, we have one of the top softball teams in the area right now. Our girls went undefeated. And uh, yesterday was the, 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 the coaches and parents game versus the girls. And our freshman pitcher literally struck me out for pitching. She's throwing high-level pitches. But the fact that I was at the plate batting for her, the look on their faces was just a pure excitement because I'm a big kid at heart, too. And I know that, that with that, they're going to open up to me. They're going to be they'll, – they'll, they'll tell me their ideals. They'll, they'll let me know what they think, and they know I'll listen. And the entire program, the, all the coaches, all the kids have just brought in, and I've been accepted with open arms on, on every level. Coach, you got a neighbor across the street from you that has a great football program, LBJ Austin Jaguars. Coach Fenner was there the last few years building an incredible program. Now it's Coach Rawls. And, and just curious, what has your relationship been with the Jags? And what is that like to compete with a program like that as you try and build up your foundation and build up your culture there at Lhasa? Well, we, we call LBJ Big Bro. Uh, we've been in their attic for years now, for years, and now uh, finally kind of stepping out of that shadow. Coach Fenner is, a, uh, I consider, a good friend of mine. Anytime I have any questions about what's going on in Texas, high school football, any any confusion I may have being from Louisiana, he's one of the first guys I know that I can call. Coach Rawls is no different. And um, LBJ is like big bro to us. And uh, we know it's a it's a huge shadow cast on Lhasa, but with the success that we've had in, in multiple sports, I believe we have more district wins this year than every school in our district. And so we, we might not have beat them in football. You know, there, there's some other sports we are competing. Football, we're going to have to catch up because the talent gap is just it's too great and the tradition there is just too great. But we'll catch up. Just give them some time. We'll catch up. And they're greatly respected. And uh, we, we definitely want to follow in those footsteps and be a respected program. You mentioned the success of the other programs, and that's something that we talked about in the beginning of the show, Coach, was softball, uh, baseball, I believe in basketball, all made the playoffs. Um, and when you look at an arts and science academy in this area, it's tough to think like, yeah, that's going to be an athletic contender. But quickly, in, in a short amount of time, you guys have built teams who are making it to the playoffs. How have you guys been able to do that as an athletic coordinator in such a short time, considering that Centex area is filled with so many good athletic programs? Well, I believe the coaches that were there laid a great foundation. They, they really have. They, they've been committed. Um, coach Kendall, our basketball coach, they made it to the playoffs for the first time this year, had their best season. Um, coach Cruz, who was, um, who is our head softball coach, was our girls' basketball coach. They won more games than they won any, any, any year. And I believe that all I really did was bring some legitimacy because of my background and just pure confidence to the kids. Because when I walk into the gymnasium, I'm unafraid of who's across the, the, the gym from them. And I, I let them know, what y'all, no, no need to be afraid. Y'all ready for this? Let's go, let's go. And just trying to just convey some confidence. And as that confidence grew and they got more and more confidence in themselves, they, the, the wind started turning over. The wind started turning over. And um, it's just a great place to work. It's a great place to go to school. Um, I think the security guard told me in two years the worst thing he had to do was a kid jumping the lunch line. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just a great place for your kids to go to school. And now we are we are serious about athletics. Our principal, um, Stacia Krasinski, is the best principal I've ever worked for. All in on athletics, she gives me gives me a tremendous amount of free range to make decisions for the program that I believe is going to be in our best interest. The coaches are all bought in. We're doing some great things across the board um, with our entire department, and um, the, the the kids are all bought in, and they know when we're practicing, we're going to practice for real. And, I don't stand in the corner with a clipboard or anything like that. 
I get into the layup lines and I, I compete with the kids. And if volleyball is practicing, I go and try and spike on them. You know, and I, I want them to know that we're here to compete. We're not doing this for fun anymore. You mentioned, I believe, someone struck you out in softball. I'm guessing that has to be Sophie's son, right? Uh, no, no. Listen, Sophie is on another level. She's on another planet. And, uh, of course, she's taking a full scholarship to Harvard. She's probably the number one prospect in this area. But we have a freshman picture, Rose Harrelson. And my, she is phenomenal. She is phenomenal. She was a freshman. She was uh, all, all district as a pitcher, first-team pitcher. Um, and, listen, I, I thought she was just standing too close to home base. There was no way for that ball to travel that fast across. <laughs> I, I, I was I thought the mound was just too close, but she is the real deal. She plays multiple sports. She plays basketball. She can do just about anything she wants to do. And what's happening is that the other girls are realizing that they're capable too. They're real like and Sophie is one that conveys confidence in them. She you know she when she's at practice, practice is a serious deal. They're not just out there joking around and it's not for fun anymore. She's serious about it. The girls know that she wants to go far in softball. So they try and follow in her footsteps. So the culture has grown in, in such a tremendous way. And I'm, I'm just there to push it over the top. I'm there to let them know that we should be unafraid. I'm, I'm helping to prepare every team athletically. Um, this is one of the few opportunities where I've been able to do the strength, conditioning, and agility program. And um, I've taken over those things. And the kids are seeing results. The basketball team, is they're, they're looking a lot better. Every team is growing. And um, I just want to continue that. I want to develop the best athletes in Central Texas. And um, I've done it in, in some spurts with, with guys that I've worked with individually um, as far as athletes in the area. But to be able to do it with a whole program is, is, is one thing that is invaluable to me. And I'm, I'm taking it to heart. And I'm serious about what I do. The kids see it. And uh, it's, it's really turning the program. Liberal Arts and Science Academy athletic coordinator and head football coach Derek Lewis. Coach Lewis, I told you I'd keep it short. So, um, w- one more quick one for me. Um, you mentioned the work that you do with Juice, and, and and I see you're a great follow on Twitter because not only are you putting on for you, for your guys, but you're putting on for some of the top talent in the area, just making sure that they get the recognition that they deserve. I mean, we have a guy in studio with us right now who plays football over at Anderson, Ed Small, who's committed to Texas for baseball, but an incredible football talent as well. When we have these guys in studio with us, we say, hey, when you get to college, is it important to you to say, hey, I'm from Austin, Texas? And, and they say yes. They, they, they are so eager to, to say they're from Austin. They're not from Dallas. They're not from Houston. They're not from San Antonio. They're, they're repping Austin, Texas. Coming from somewhere outside of Texas, I'm, I'm sure when you think of big-time talent, you're thinking of the Houston and thinking of Dallas. How have you seen the recruiting and, and, and just – the emphasis on athletics and, and high-tier recruits here in Austin. How have you seen that grow since the time that you've been around this area? Oh, man, uh, it, it's astronomical. Um, coming from New Orleans, you know, it, the, the difference in Louisiana and in New Orleans, I believe, is the Jamboree football games. And I say that because in, Louis- in New Orleans, we, we shared a stadium, but we didn't play a spring game against one team or a, a scrimmage against our own team. We would do Jamborees. So one stadium – would host three games, but every game is four teams competing against one another. So what I mean by that is two teams will compete for the first half of the game, and then two other teams will compete for the second half of the game. So a scout could literally sit in one spot and watch three games and see 12 different teams. And, and, and that's how kids kind of jump off the charts in New Orleans. And so that's why recruiting there is so high not only because it, it's so accessible to every athlete, but, of course, there's the French quarters, and who wouldn't want to recruit New Orleans and go to the French quarters? But when I got to Austin, it wasn't like that. See, coaches had to kind of choose what game they wanted to go to, so they would miss out on a lot of talent in the area. And after uh, being with Juice and seeing all the top kids, it, 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 it kind of blew my mind that these kids were being overlooked. Like, take a, like Deuce Vaughn, like his dad was – trying to get him looks and getting different opportunities and offers, and they weren't falling through right away. And now look at him, but he's been there the whole time. Casey Washington at Illinois is a tremendous talent. Like, there are kids that came from this area that have the ability to go very, very far, but the recruiting aspect of it just just, just was not there. And so that's what makes groups like, like Juice and Larry Shaw and some of these other seven-on-seven teams so invaluable because they take the kids out of this area. Um, there was a uh, recently a viral catch of Adrian Wilson making a one-handed catch, and uh, I believe he was in Arizona somewhere. And 
had Juice not gone to Arizona and allowed those kids to go and, 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 and show their ability, the 9 or 10, 11 offers that he got in the last four weeks would have never manifested itself. So it, groups like that who are taking those kids and, and putting them on a platform that sometimes their coaches won't, and a lot of coaches don't appreciate 707 for what it is, but 707 is becoming to football what AAU, bas- what AAU is to basketball. And more and more college coaches are looking at these seven-on-seven clips. And I know a lot of high school coaches say, well, you know, seven-on-seven ain't a real thing. And yes, it is. Do not, be, do, do not be fooled. College coaches, they can tell on film whether or not a kid is a good route runner, whether or not he has good hands, whether he had good ball skills, jumping ability, acceleration, all that from some seven-on-seven clips. And if that was not true, then some of the kids that we know would have not gotten multiple offers after a seven-on-seven competition or a post on Twitter. So they're very viable options for kids. And you just got to make sure they're with the kid, the guys who are there for the right reasons. Like, I, I really applaud the Juice group because those guys aren't in it for themselves. They've all gone as far as they can in football. They are really trying to push kids into the forefront of football to give themselves a chance to go to college. And they don't ask for anything in return. There's nothing. I have not heard them call a single kid and ask them to do anything the kids come back and they want to do it. And if you look at the list of guys who played for Juice who are in Division One football right now, you'd be amazed. It's 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 it, the list, it's over 55, 60 kids in the last three and a half, four years that are all in Division One schools, all producing. So since I've been here, I would say that the seven-on-seven seven leagues and the development of the athletes has really skyrocketed, and that's why the recruiting of this area is is has has blown up. Rep Rep Five One Two. Coach Lewis, I, I think you're very insightful. You have a great football mind. You're a great follow on Twitter. And uh, even, even Rod Babers, who's on the show right before us, he vouched for you. So uh, this was a lot of fun, great conversation. Definitely give him a follow if you're on Twitter. Uh, Coach Lewis, thank you for coming on the show. Before we let you go, who do you want to shout out to? Uh, I want to shout out Lasa. I want to shoot out all my guys. My football guys are really they're, – they're, they're, they're doing tremendous work in the weight room and on the field. And uh, I believe this is going to be a great year for Lhasa, and our program is, is, is taking off. Come be a part of it, guys. Follow me on Twitter, at Coach D. Lou. D. Lou University. <laughs> you got it. Thanks again, Coach. Thanks, Coach. All right, guys. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. That was Lhasa Liberal Arts and Science Academy, the Lhasa Raptors head man, Derek Lewis. Quick break. When we come back, we're going to take a deep dive into the mind of one of the best outfielders this country has ever seen, Mr. Ed Small and his dad. It's a flex. Flex, ATX, Zach Lucero, Nolan Hogan, Cameron Parker. Cameron, how do you say Kerrville... It's Tyvee. I said Tivy. See, I, I don't. I'm not from Texas, guys. I'm sorry. I was gonna tell. I was gonna say. I think it's Tyvee, but I didn't want to. We got see, like. No, correct you, me. I didn't want to call you out. We got like three text messages on the Brain Vault. Uh, yeah, text we got line. called out big time on the when Brain Craig, Vault. Craig, it'll line. probably happen when we get to the state championships. He'll go through like each school and be like, Kevin, where's this at? I don't know, man. There's three million towns in Texas. Like, <laughs> where's this located? I'm still. How do, how do you I'm get still, there? And, and what's yeah, the best place to eat? Yeah, Craig knows. Like, it's he is in a walking encyclopedia. He knows the zip codes like everywhere. Yeah, he knows. He knows the postman in that in, in his <laughs> route every day. Also, shout out Coach Meyer from Texas Hardball, who texted into the show. Shout out the Brain Vault text line because of the kid sitting across from me and his dad sitting next to me, Clint Small. But across from me, Mr. Ed Small. Ed, thanks for coming in. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. Um, I I, I think let's start with football. I remember, and me and Rod were talking about this. Um, but be- be- like right when he got off the air before you got here um we were trying to come up with our all flex watch list and-, and what we did last year and your name was a name that kept coming up and a name that i was not familiar with and the first my first time ever seeing you play football was at the Westlake sqt and it was also rod baber's first time ever seeing you play football and we were sitting there watching and, and rod's awesome to-, to watch football with and he- i was like hey i think that's that ed small kid and Rob was like, oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God. Because it, here it, in high school, you have those baseball players that play football. That's like the white DB that's super fast and returns kicks and has one touchdown on the year. And then you have Ed Small, who is arguably a football player playing outfield. 
what has this football ride been like for you? Because, I mean, you're already committed to Texas for baseball, so I'm assuming baseball was like your – I mean, you got your 5U head coach texting <laughs> into the show. I'm, I'm assuming baseball was like your first kind of love in the, in the sport that you ran with. But diving into football like you have, what is what has this these last two seasons been like for you? Yeah, I've always kind of – I played football my whole life. But um, baseball, the recruiting just started earlier. And so once I was given the opportunity to play at Texas, I took uh, wanted to do that. But, um, yeah, football is just awesome. I love playing it. And um, I hope to continue to play it all throughout high school and then just see where it takes me. But, yeah, the past two seasons have been awesome. My, fre- my freshman year, playing with Fred and Ivy and Colin and all them. Did you surprise yourself? Actually, well, well so I, when I was going to, like, my summer going into my freshman year, I played with the um, SQTs and stuff yep. with them. And so that was kind of like not even – I was not, not even a freshman yet and playing with them was pretty cool. So I thought I was going to play my freshman year. Um, but, yeah, the six, when I got hurt, it was kind of a bummer. But the success this sophomore year was kind of a surprise to me, yes, sir. And, and I think that what you guys have over at Anderson and, and, and Coach Hatcher, um, I mean, we, w- we went out to y'all's, like, Midnight Madness thing. Mm-hmm. And, and just, like, the camaraderie that you guys have is so cool. And, and, and the love that you can see Coach Hatcher puts into that program, um, what is it like? being an Anderson Trojan and, and, and being on the football side of things, what is it like playing for Coach Hatcher and, and taking part in the midnight practices and, and, and doing all that with, with those guys? Yeah, Coach Hatcher is awesome. He's just really relatable. Like You can talk to him like you can talk to one of your friends. Um, he's always asking us questions, always coming to our baseball practices. He's always texting us, always trying to get to know what we're doing on the weekends. Um, he's just a really good guy, and I think all of the players have seen that and really bought in with him. And I think his message – of just uh, continuing to do what you got to do, like putting the work in and um, see where that takes you is really good to us, and we're all just buying into them. And then, I mean, guys like Cole Candidate, I mean, Ivy Webb, a guy that I, that I, I mean, I always saw y- y'all guys together. Um, Cole signed uh, to Trinity this week, didn't he? He yeah. did. That's awesome. I mean, what is your relationship like with those guys? And, 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 and it's crazy to think that, like, they're a senior and you're just a sophomore, but y'all seem like the best of friends. Yeah, I'm actually in a class with Cole, so I'm really good friends with Cole. Are like triple AP science? or well, what? How it's, you actually, it's actually athlete's dance. It's like a dance class. It's actually athlete's really fun. dance it's, class? It's really fun, yeah. That's wait, wait, awesome. wait. Expand on that class. Um, it's like a... It sounds kind of self-explanatory. He yeah, his, he had his recital last week. Yeah, we, we did have three, a, three, three videos. We a show. We Can we post on the Flex ATX social? Page? <laughs> I don't know about that. So Coach Pierce, is, <laughs> Coach Pierce is trying to come over and and, and, and and talk baseball with you, and you're like, oh, sorry, Coach, I have my recital. We got dance practice. Got to go hit the boost. I actually had to, I had to miss a baseball practice to go to the, my, one of my recitals. <laughs> There's like three shows or something. Yeah, it's like a um, like we just stretch every day, and we have we had two shows this year, and we like. Had to prepare for those. It was pretty fun. Yeah. So after your baseball career, then Dancing with the Stars, we're going to see maybe Ed small, okay. <laughs> maybe, yeah, yeah. But Cole's awesome, and Ivy, I've known for a very long time, and he's he's awesome too. And Fred, I play golf with Fred a lot, um, and just all the seniors, I'm really good friends with. Yeah. Um, so we have a guy, the guy that produ- produces uh, uh, Nolan's dad in the morning show, um, Ty. Ty. He's like the biggest Fred Dale fan I've, <laughs> I, I've ever met. I mean, that guy. That guy is awesome. He's like so unassuming, and you see him play, and he's like running people over. He's yeah. throwing like sixty yards in the air. Rocket arm. Um, how slept on was Fred Dale? Oh my goodness, he threw the best ball I've ever seen in my life. Like the jump he made from junior year to senior year was insane. Like his ball was just like that first. Like I didn't, I didn't throw with him over the football season very much, and then once we got to the summer, I threw with him again. It was just insane how like much more arm strength he had and the. The balls he's he's able to put balls in tight spaces, and then we got to the year, and he would make throws on the run because he would be running with his head cut off, the defenders coming at him, Colton Bossett coming at him, and he would just chuck the ball up and perfect right in my hands. It was crazy. Yeah, Fred Dale, I'm de- definitely a huddle to check out if, if yeah. you haven't uh, if you haven't looked at that. Um, the first time because I, I did McNeil and you guys played a scrimmage in the first year. I think you got a concussion that in the scrimmage, didn't you get injured in that game? I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. Okay, definitely. Well, that's, not a good, that's, not, <laughs> yeah, that's, not, that's not a great sign. But in that game, I remember texting uh, the Flex group chat because I was like, man, this Fred Dale and Ed Small, I mean, they're going up and down the field on McNeil and just his arm and, and the talent. But then you get to a district like you guys are in. You have you have Buda Johnson make the jump up the 6A. You had Drip make the, the jump up the 6A, an, an incredible Dripping Springs team. What did you notice in terms of the difference from when those guys joined the district and, and how tough it got for you this past season in football? Yeah, those 
those boys are just bigger. Everyone's just a lot bigger than they were in 5A. Um, they also coached really well. And so once the year started to go on, they started to see what we were doing and started bracketing me. And so it got definitely got a lot tougher. But um, it, was, it was more fun, though, because I, I know a lot of guys that go to, like, Westlake, like Travis uh, Buda. And so just being able to play against, like, friends that I grew up with is fun. And then um, also, yeah, it was just they're a lot better in 6A level. And so it's just fun to compete against them. Are you like a flex tight end receiver? Like, what's your position? Because I think you played tight end in like the scrimmage, but then you weren't listed as a tight end in any depth chart I saw. It's just like I play slot. Okay. Or, yeah, I just move around. I can play outside too. I played outside my freshman year. He plays catch the ball. Yeah. Literally, just <laughs> put, put the yeah. ball in Get open. his hands. Yeah. Yeah, I played outside freshman year slot this year, and I went in the backfield a little bit too, but not much. We're getting the baseball more, but just curious. Like, I, I know you're you're junior, correct? Right, going into your you'll be a rising senior. I'll be a rising uh, junior. Rising junior. Yeah. Okay, so obviously you could play football or baseball, but it seems like you're leaning towards baseball already. And congrats on your commitment to the University of Texas, Austin Hook'em Horns, baby. What what went to that decision for you in making it so early instead of just hey waiting until your senior year and then deciding? Well, I kind of always wanted to play baseball at Texas. That was like the my big goal of mine. And so whenever that opportunity came across me, I think it was my. Is my eighth or my freshman fall? I was gonna go to a camp, then I broke my leg, and then I went to a camp in that January, and I did pretty well at that camp. And then when I ever when I got offered, I guess the emotions hit me right then, and I committed on spot. So that was really cool, be able to do that. Did it just make you like want to dance? Or? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, before I went to athlete dance, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so that was really cool, and then I got to play my freshman year. Committed and that was cool because they congratulate like everyone's gra- congratulating me and we played them so that was fun. Um, yeah, I was really honored for the opportunity. Yeah, then really really quick. I know we got to get to a break soon, but um, the all flex team. I mean, being an all flex wide receiver is the first thing, first time we've ever done that. Uh, a lot of collaboration with 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 us and, and Craig Way and Rod Babers and Mike Harge and Nolan's dad. Um, Bucky Godbold, Aaron who, Hogan, yeah, um, <laughs> Bucky Godbold, who coached who, who coached running backs in in, in the college level. Um, how how cool is that? I mean, it's you, a, a sophomore, and then a wide receiver going to Rice, and then Jaden Greathouse, who's already mm-hmm. making splashes in, at at Notre Dame. How how cool is that to just be um, to to be talked about with 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 those two big time senior Division yeah. One guys? Yeah, it's cool to be in the same conversation as those guys. I know. What they're doing right now, especially Jaden Gray, I was already at Notre Dame. Um, yeah, but it's really cool. I didn't really think about that going into the year. Um, I was just trying to do the best I could for the team, and then, but being considered in that conversation is re- really cool thing. Really quick before we break, I want to bring in your dad, Mr. Clint Small. Um, I mean, you're a baseball dad. I mean, you, you're just looking at you. You can tell you got the hat with the sweat on it. I mean, seeing you at all the events. But I never, but I never played. I just. But, but you got you're you're a baseball I'm a dad. Baseball you know? dad then, now because of him. But, yes, sir. But seeing what Ed has been able to do on the football field and the the, the recognition that he's got, 1,200 yards, um, 15 plus touchdowns this past year. How how crazy has this been for you to see your baseball son tearing it up on the football field? It's. Uh, very, very proud, um, and it's been a lot of fun. He's played multiple sports all the way through, and uh, you know I would emphasize that with with any parent with young children play multiple sports, multiple sports. His his best sport actually is basketball, um, and his most dominant. And but he doesn't have the height to to do it. Um, but it's it's been a lot of fun. Play multiple sports. Um, the one thing that I would say about him is is he'll get up early, go work out, be with his team, come back home, do his workout on his own, and so he's been very, very, very much self-driven, and so uh, he gets that from his mother, and he gets he gets his athletic ability from his mother, and so gets the dancing from he you. Gets like it, he, yeah, he gets, he gets <laughs> dancing from me. Um, so it's 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 been it's been a great ride, and we got we got you know multiple years, many more years ahead of us. Uh, two more at Anderson, and four more, three or four more at, at at Texas. That's how you know you got some big time talent when you say three or four more. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll dive into more a little on the baseball side when we come back. It's a flex.
Flex, ATX, seven forty-six p.m. on a Wednesday. Zach Lucero, Nolan Hogan, Cameron Parker, Mister Clint Small, and Ed Small sitting across from me. Um, Possibly the two best dancers we've ever had in the Flex Studio. <laughs> Who you and Ed? And Clint. And oh. Ed. Uh, I want to go. I want to go me. back to you, Mister Small. Um, you mentioned your daughter headed to Dartmouth, um, and then Ed already committed to University of Texas uh, for for baseball. I know as a parent, um, I mean, see my parents go through it with me and my sister, and and the financial sacrifice that you have to put into all the training and the and the select teams. I know lacrosse isn't a, isn't a isn't a cheap sport either, and and just the time and the driving from practice to practice to have both of your kids all but sent off to play Division One sports, which is the goal when you, when you first start thinking about this. Um, how, how proud are you of, of your two kids? Oh, ex- ex- extremely proud. Um, they have, they're both, like I mentioned uh, before the break with Ed, both self-driven. And um, Annie right now is just in a zone. State playoffs start this weekend uh, here in Austin, and then uh, they're going to go try to defend their state title uh, next weekend in Dallas. Um, but, but a quick little uh, selfish shout-out, uh, Coach Mo, Maurice Harris at Coach Mo's has been training both my kids since they were – and Pablo, and Pablo with Coach Mo, been training both my kids since, you know, they were four or five years old. And um, just getting up there to the gym, just doing stuff, just being active. And uh, it's – they've been a huge influence on their lives. So I have some friends who um, they're in their lacrosse parents now. They have a kid who plays at uh, Southwestern. They have one who's committed to a, a nice D2 school up in the Northeast. They travel every weekend. <laughs> he'll, he'll text me, and, you know, I'm like, hey, do you watch the Texas game? He's like, no, I'm in, I'm in either Vermont or Florida or North Carolina or California for some lacrosse tournament. What's that been like dealing with, you know, a couple kids because – Ed's playing twice a week, right? Baseball so the, season, and he's playing different states as well. Yeah, so Ed's been select, and and it got real three years ago. Got that Southwest credit card across the country, and with Annie, same thing. So um, I don't know, Ed. You can, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but from June two years ago, Allison and Annie were gone from June first through July fourth. Um, Ed was, and I we handled our business kind of but he would also go with families to his baseball when I couldn't but for the last three summers I think combined we may have stayed all four of us been at the house for you know five days for the whole summer <laughs> it just it, it, it to your point it's crazy and um you just you figure out a way to make it work and um hopefully you're with a good group of a good team and 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 a, a good group of families that can help out um, when push comes to shove. Zach, selfishly, I want to change the conversation to baseball. Is that okay? I want to talk to Ed because uh, we're getting ready for the baseball playoffs. I'll, I'll be on the call for the Buda Johnson Ron Rock Series, but you play in such a tough district. What's it been like for you against – I mean, it feels like you probably go against a D1 pitcher, what, every night? Yeah, basically. I mean, for sure the first game of the series is a D1 yeah. pitcher in this district, which is really fun because it – makes everyone around you better, makes yourself better too because, I mean, those guys, are you're going to be playing them probably the next level, and so playing them right now is a good way to um, get prepared for that next level, and it's just fun to play against those guys. So give me your playoff preview. What do you, what do you expect to come out of the region with 25 and 26-6A? Um, I think Westlake will win. They just have – they're just too deep, too many arms, and they got some really good hitters. Um, is Le- who's Lake Travis playing? They're playing uh, – should know this. Vista Ridge. Vista Ridge. Yeah. Lake, Lake Travis. No, I think Vista Ridge plays Bowie. Oh, you're right. You're right. Right. I think Westwood. Lake... They play Westwood. Ridge Morgan. Oh, yeah. Was okay. also... We played Westwood too. They were a good team this year. Yeah. Ridge, Ridge, and Ridge's backup, yeah. or not backup, but the second guy is really good too. Yeah. That'll be a good series. I think uh, it's probably, uh, man, I, I think Lake Travis will get that done, but it'll be a good series. And then Bowie was really good this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Billy, Billy will get that done too. And if you if you had to pick a team, five A or six A from Austin to win it all, who would be your pick? I mean, probably Westlake. Probably Westlake. <laughs> yeah. I think you're just too deep. Um, one more for me, and then I'm gonna hit you with a couple of quick fire questions uh, before Cam starts yelling at me to get off. Um, Texas baseball. 
they've kind of surprised some people this year. They weren't, they didn't have, didn't have the most expectation to come into the year. Um, Tanner Witt finally threw the other day for Texas to turn expectation around and maybe make a little of a run toward the, the call to world series. What do you think they need to do from what you've seen this year? I think the bullpen just needs to get a little bit better. Um, the hitters are doing fine. I think they're just a really young team. And so the beginning of the year, they kind of struggled. Um, but I think they're turning it around right now. And if the bullpen gets, I think they might be a little banged up or just they need to start pitching a little bit better. But if they do, I think they'll make a run. Clint, you've been in this area longer than I have, but it feels like Coach Pierce and his staff are making more of a conceited effort to really focus <laughs> on the Austin guys, right? I mean, looking like I've gone through like Westlake, it feels like everyone there is going to Texas. Uh, mentioned Ridge Morgan. Travis Sikor and Ron Rocks had a great history at UT. Of course, your son, Ed. Am, am I, is it just recency bias? It, it, it's Texas, for one. He's uh, In the last couple of years, uh, I, I didn't pay quite as much attention before uh, you know Ed got recruited. But um, Ed's summer ball team, uh, we have uh, – there's five kids on his team, 2025 20, committed to Texas. There's oh, one that's geez. going to OU, one going to A&M, but there's five on that team. But then you pick up Ridge Morgan out of Austin, and those guys are all Central Texas. There's there's actually two out of Houston, but then you pick up Ridge, then you pick up Theo, who was the number two player in the you know ranked in the nation until he you know hurt his shoulder, but he's he's back and he's doing great. Um, but to your point, yes, I mean I think there's there's so much great baseball in Texas um, that that it just makes sense to 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 recruit in your backyard. I bet your summer ball teams and travel teams, Ed, are, are pretty scary, right? Yeah, we're really good. Especially <laughs> this coming year, we're going we're gonna to be really good because we have, I think, 15 players and seven already committed. What's the summer ball team you play on? Texas Senators. Okay. So, yeah. Did you play with Travis Sikor at all? I didn't, um, but we scrimmaged them. We played the, against him twice. Yeah. We did. Oh, what? We scrimmaged him this year in the beginning, and he pitched. Man, he's a little, little nasty, right? Yeah, he's throwing gas. Yeah. All right, rapid fire for me. Back to football. If you could play any position other than wide receiver or whatever it's called that you play, what position would you play? Cheerleader. <laughs> uh, probably safety. Oh, a little bit of a little yeah. bit of defense. Nice. Um, your go-to meal that either of your parents makes. Your favorite meal. Ooh. Oh, wow. Um, for the five days you're home at summer. Yeah. <laughs> My mom makes pretty good spaghetti. I like that. Um. Your favorite place to eat after a football win? Whataburger. Favorite place to eat after a baseball win? Um, mm, probably Tony C's. Isn't it crazy that it's different? That it's like <laughs> football, you know what the answer is going to be, and well, baseball, because, you never know. Well, because all the girls and everybody's going to Whataburger after the, the game. The whole team so goes to Whataburger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which was weird, having to go pick him up his freshman year, because he wasn't driving at Whataburger. It's not like he got to Dad, you got to take me to Waterbury. <laughs> um, your go-to, like your favorite, if you would compare your baseball game to an MLB player, who would you compare it to? Um, I've always loved to watch Mike Trout, and we just play the same position. And my mom always tells me that I look like him, so probably him. I think that's just your mom being. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you look like the best baseball player on the planet. You look like Brad Pitt. <laughs> your, if you would compare your football game. Who would you compare it to? Hmm. NFL or college? That one's tough. Um, I feel like like a Hunter Renfro, kind of like a slot guy, just scrappy guy. But I can also play on the outside, so I don't know. But Hunter Renfro. Maybe, maybe. like a Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro yeah, kind of yeah, like, mix. Yeah, kind of mix. Yeah, maybe. Um, favorite video game right now? Oh, I just I don't play like any video games. Um, you ain't got no time for that. Too busy hitting I, off the tee, dancing, <laughs> catching off the jugs. I used to play a lot of Fortnite. Like when it was when it was in its prime, I used to play like every day. They just added uh, Anakin Skywalker to Fortnite. Yeah, I haven't played in probably over a year. That's but. so weird. Um, a couple more. Your what's on your pregame playlist, and is it different for football and baseball? Um, I don't listen to much music. It's just really because you're so quiet. I feel like you would just have the headphones on and just be listening. to I nothing. do sometimes. It's just He's listening like, to like rain sounds. Yeah, <laughs> it's just whatever's on because. Um, in the cage before the game, someone else does the aux, and then I guess on the bus, I don't really, wa- I don't listen to music. Kind of just watch TikTok or something, or watch a show on Netflix. But um, yeah, I really don't know. I don't, I don't listen to much music. 
So you saw the uh, the UCF center fielder, that Plumley guy, who's also the quarterback. Oh yeah, I did see on that. The yeah, team. yeah, yeah. If uh, if if Sarkeesian said, "Hey, I've, I've been talking to Coach Pierce. We'd love to have you play in the slot for us uh, when when you get to campus." What would would there be any question, or would you? I would. I, I mean, if he if they would want that, I would love to do that. That'd be awesome. It's like the coolest video. I don't know if you saw it of him. Like he had a game, like a conference this, game, yeah. and he played like six innings of that. Yeah, and then they picked him up in a in a golf cart because he had to go play in the spring game. I think he hit like the the he did the yeah. leading like double or something to, to take the lead in the game, and then walked off the field. He's like, all right, see, you, I got to go. Um, and then your best and worst school subject. Best subjects probably math, and then worst is English. I think. I really wanted to make a dance joke right there, but <laughs> I figured we played that out. My a best grades dance. My favorite class is lunch. <laughs> Thank you, Ed Small, Clint Small. It's, it's, it's awesome catching up with you guys and, and seeing you as always, um, Ed. Thank you for, for, for pulling up. I'm, I'm sure we'll have this conversation every year until yes, you're sir. at the University of Texas. It's a lot of fun. Who are you shouting out to? Um, shout out all the baseball players, football players at Anderson. Shout out Rand Shepard and shout out Annie. Mr. Small, Mr. Clint Small, thank you for uh, coming for, for coming through. And who are you shouting out to? Shouting out uh, Anderson Girls Lacrosse, uh, trying to go back-to-back in state. Cameron Parker, who are you shouting out? Uh, Round Rock Booster Club for a great baseball season. Excited for the, let's make a run, Dragons. Nolan Hogan. Uh, shout out my family. Shout out my dad. Uh, shout out Lane for jumping my car. I'm Zach Lucero at FlexATX, FLXATX on all of our socials. Shout out to Austin Radio Network for the opportunity. Shout out my girlfriend who always gets mad that I don't shout her out. And shout out all my G's. Shout out God. Shout out gang. <laughs>